the Steelers Standard on Steelers Nation Radio and Podcast on Steelers.com. Tom Opperman, Kellen Gursky, and Jacob Reck coming at you for yet another episode of the Steelers Standard. On today's episode, we're going to hear from Steelers General Manager Kevin Colbert. He sat down with Missy Matthews for a one-on-one. A lot of really good stuff that we want everybody to get a chance to hear, so we'll play that for you in a little bit. But before we get to that, and don't worry, Kevin Colbert will address this too in that sit-down, we got to talk about Ben Roethlisberger again because... As we said in one of our earlier episodes this week, this is the biggest domino that needs to fall as far as the Pittsburgh Steelers offseason is concerned. And honestly, the longer and longer we get into this without any news coming out of an actual agreement between the two sides, I lean more towards Ben Roethlisberger not being a Pittsburgh Steeler next year. Yeah, I think I'm leaning that way too. And and I know we said... Wasn't that shocking? Yeah. Two weeks ago... Shocking, upsetting, pick your choice. Two weeks ago, never would have even imagined it was a possibility. And now I think that's what I would bet on. Yeah, I I kind of agree with you. And the longer and longer this goes on, um, the more and more that that thought kind of creeps into not just our heads, I feel like a lot of people's heads. Um, And, and, you know, we'll hear it from from Kevin Colbert, but, uh, you know, know, earlier in the week that um, he met with some of the media, too, and and talked about it and really didn't talk anybody off of the ledge. And I think that what he didn't say kind of means a lot, right? If if it was just a a matter of money with with Ben Roethlisberger, it was a matter of, um, you know, let's restructure, let's figure out how to make the money work. That would have been said. It would have been, okay, um, you know, we just have a couple things to figure out money-wise, just move some things around. And I feel like um, Kevin Colbert would have said that and would have said that, you know, it's just a money thing and and we're going to figure it out and would have reassured everybody and kind of um, calmed everybody down and and calmed the hysteria. But he didn't do that. And I don't think it's, you know, because he's trying to deceive people or anything like that. I think it's because there might be other things at work here. I think it's not just money. I think it's a legitimate conversation now with Ben. Are you coming back or not? And obviously this meeting hasn't taken place yet, so we don't have an answer. But the longer and longer it goes on, the more and more in my head I'm thinking, man, something must be up here. Maybe Ben doesn't want to do this anymore. Right. With every successive day that passes that this meeting does not happen the more nervous I feel and the more nervous I'm sure the two of you feel about it. Like you said, Tom, two weeks ago, if we were to have this conversation, when we were having this conversation, we were all, you know, roses and rainbows. Everyone was feeling great about Ben coming back, the possibility of that happening. And now here we are. This meeting that we were talking about two weeks ago as a possibility happening soon has yet to happen. And... As I just said, and as Kellen said, the more time that passes, the more you feel uneasy about it. Because as Kellen had said, if Colbert had just come out and said, we just got to get the ink on the paper and that's it, that's fine. But that's basically the opposite of what he said. A serious conversation needs to happen, and it doesn't sound like everything is roses and rainbows as of, as of today. And Colbert, you know, we'll hear from him with Missy Matthews in a little bit here. He did some rounds with the media as well. Uh, this week, and the language that he's using isn't language that you hear from someone that's Confident. like Kellen. Confident, like Kellen yeah. was saying, all this is is a money issue, right? And once we move some things around, it'll Figure be settled. Things right, will sure. settle themselves, and Ben will be the quarterback next year. It was a lot of, you know, we're gonna do what's best for the Steelers. We're gonna do what's best for the team. We have a lot of things that we have to work 
through financially first and foremost to comply with that. Then we have to figure out what kind of team we can anticipate for him to be around for and moving forward together. It's a lot of, you know, what if kind of language. And it's a lot of language that you heard coming out of the Rams GMs when he was saying that there's no chance that they would ever trade Jared Goff because they're going to do what's in the best interest of (laughs) the team. And, you know, that's just GM speak for, you know, I, I can't really comment one way or the other on this because it's still very much up in the air. And that language, I think, is really telling for me. It really is. Yeah, and I think, too, you know, I don't know. I think it's also a situation where Colbert and the Steelers, more specifically, don't know what's going to happen. And they can't promise something. They can't try to talk the hysteria down if they don't know for sure that it's going to happen because that would probably cause more hysteria in, you know, fans' eyes and media's eyes and things like that. So I do understand that aspect and why he's not coming out and saying, like, this is what our plan is because there is no plan right now. And the way that you move forward is greatly affected by – what happens here with Ben Roethlisberger, the way you draft, the way you look at the future, everything is so predicated on whether or not this guy comes back. And, um, you know, the more and more we lean, the more and more we have these conversations and we talk about it, I just don't see how, you know, I don't think Ben's going to come back at this point. Now, uh, you know, I could be wrong. And I, you know, part of me kind of does the fan in me hopes that, that he does come back and I am wrong, but the long, the longer we talk about it too, I think it's in the best en- interest for the Steelers as a whole, as a franchise, for him not to come back. Yeah, I, as a fan, Kellen, as you said, it would be really upsetting if we we saw the last of Ben Roethlisberger w- without knowing we we were watching the last of Ben Roethlisberger. We kind of all thought after that Cleveland Browns loss in the playoffs that okay, he's got one more year to really make a run at it. There's no way he's going out the door with this as his last hurrah. But now with, what, six weeks after that game occurring, it's a different, totally different ideal or, I, you know, mindset that we have right now at, than we did six weeks ago. There was no way that any of us thought that Ben Roethlisberger would willingly walk away with his last game being that huge letdown maybe one of the biggest letdowns if not the biggest letdown of his career but here we are six weeks later and it's a totally different conversation as i said steelers general manager kevin colbert sat down with the great missy matthews for a one-on-one interview where they talked about the disappointing end to the 2020 season what the 2021 offseason holds and of course they talk about big ben so let's take a listen to steelers general manager kevin colbert right here on the steelers standard All right, Kevin, uh, 2020 NFL season was very different to say the least. Uh, What did you learn from it and what do you make of it and uh, the unfortunate finish of, you know, going out in the wild card round? The season was different for everybody in the National Football League and it reflected, of of course, of what was going on in the world. So our part in in a different environment um, was just something that was dealt that we all had to deal with. The National Football League and the Pittsburgh Steelers, uh, in in terms of us. But you know the the season was a different one. You know we got off to a great start uh, at the 11 and 0 mark. Uh, I really didn't even feel good at that point because I knew that ultimately we would judge ourselves by how we were able to do uh, in the playoffs. And unfortunately, we didn't fare very well. Obviously, a disappointing first round loss um, that sticks with us as we move into the off season. Now last off season started normal and then obviously things changed. Uh, how will this off season work in terms of your department? 
We're still not sure. It's, it's an evolving process. Uh, hopefully we can get back to somewhat normalcy, but you know, as we, as we stand right now, there, there's no combine, uh, so to speak. There will be some, hopefully some medical parts of the combine we'll be able to do, but the traditional combine and the workouts won't happen. We're still putting together the pro day process. We're uncertain how that will uh, come together. So we, we hope it's better than last year, but ultimately it will still be different for sure throughout this part of the off season. Okay, now around this time last year, you had signed a one-year contract extension to stay with the Steelers. Will this be your last draft or do you continue to uh, hang on for a little bit longer? Uh, you know, uh, we're very grateful that, uh, that Art and the organization are are been willing to work with us on a year-to-year -year basis. Right now, our focus is on um, the free agency, the draft, pro days, uh, the off-season, and wherever we get to with the contract status, we'll get to that at the appropriate time. But again, I'm just grateful that um, they're agreeable to work with me on a year-to-year -year basis because, quite honestly, that's how we judge ourselves year-to-year. All right, the big one, Ben Roethlisberger, where do things stand right now? Has there been more communication between you guys, the front office, and Ben Roethlisberger? You know, Ben obviously is our is our quarterback. He did some really special things last year. We believe he still can do some special things as we hopefully move into 2021. Of course, Ben is under contract. Uh, we have some salary cap implications, not only with him, but with with a lot of players and potential new players. So we have to be aware of that. He has to be aware of that as, as he is. Uh, we spoke uh, right after the season. He came in and visited myself and Coach Tomlin and, and Art Rooney, and we all had good discussions, and we agreed that, look, we'll just stay in touch and, and see how things progress throughout, the, um, throughout these months as this salary cap and this offseason comes together. What do you think about the quarterbacks other than Roethlisberger on your roster in case if he isn't here in 2021? Well, really, you know, we have Mason Rudolph, and Mason did a real good job in that game he played and started against Cleveland in the, in the finale of the season. Came up a little short in getting us a win, but he gave us a chance, and that was really, that was really important for him. It was important for us to see that. You know, the only other quarterback under contract with us is Dwayne Haskins. We're excited to see what Dwayne can do with us. Uh, it didn't work out for him in Washington. We had high grades on Dwayne coming out of Ohio State. Uh, of course, he got picked a lot higher than we were able to uh, make that decision. And, you know, it, it didn't work. So he's a young, talented quarterback that we're anxious to see what he can do once he gets in here and gets working with us. Two-part question in terms of Marquise Pouncey. One, your thoughts on his retirement, his career, and his time here in Pittsburgh. And also, uh, the second part, do you think him retiring will have any impact on Ben Roethlisberger's decision? I really can't comment on how it will affect Ben because I don't know how their, how their conversations went. Uh, Marquise Pouncey was a great player for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Uh, Marquise got to the point in his own personal life where he felt he wanted to spend more time with his family, and we will always respect that, you know. Um, profession, I mean, on the football field, he could still play at a high level. 
but Marquise had um, higher standards for himself maybe than, or higher expectations and standards for himself than maybe some others like myself had. Because I still felt he was playing at a, at a high level, but Mar if Marquise wasn't playing at an elite level in his eyes, he felt it would be time to move on. And obviously he and his brother Mike made a, you know, I don't want to say they made a joint decision, they made individual decisions, but announced jointly. Um, so again, Marquise was special. Uh, Marquise will always be a special Pittsburgh Steeler, um, whether he's here or not. And he knows that, and we're just so appreciative of what he did for us during his time here. All right, free agency is coming up here on the league schedule. Almost 20 players will become free agents. I know you don't know the salary cap number yet, so how do you decide who to keep and when and how to make these decisions with such a large group? You know, these are actually daily discussions. Um, we, we don't know, we do know that we have 19 unrestricted free agents. Uh, again, we talked about Marquise retiring. We had Vance McDonald retiring. And again, we want to wish Vance all the best in his next phase of life as well. So we make these, we have daily discussions about uh, our own free agency situations, uh, potential free agents from other teams. Um, we'll start those meetings next week. We're moving through the draft. Uh, development process. We're getting a better feel for what our, our our alternatives might be in that phase of things. So it's a it's a daily discussion. There'll be players that get cut uh, throughout these next few weeks that will be added into those discussions, and those are the types of things that every day um, we're looking at and talking about and trying to make decisions. So that ultimately, when when train or when the uh, New league calendar starts on March 17th. We'll be in a good position to deal with free agency and then deal with the, the draft when it comes up. Is there a priority, a player that you guys want to make sure that you keep in Pittsburgh among the 19 unrestricted free agents, that 2017 draft class, TJ Watts under the 50-year option, but Juju Smith-Schuster, James Conner, Cam Sutton, there is a, a lot of guys who have done great things for this team. There are, and you know, uh, on the exit interviews, we had great discussions with, with each of those players. Um, the four you mentioned and, and every player that was a potential free agent, we had a talk with before they got out. And you'd love to keep that team together. Again, that team did some special things early in the season last year. And are they capable of doing those types of things? We think so because we thought we had more players ascending than we did descending. So whether we can get that group back together um, in what form or fashion, none of us know because Really, the whole cap situation, it, it, it's still an unknown. Um, that'll be determined over the next few weeks by ownership and, and the NFLPA when they sit down and, and get those numbers together. So we'll have a better idea. But ultimately, hey, we'd like to keep as many of those guys from last year's team as we can. Is it fair to say, though, T.J. Watt is somebody that once you guys figure out the pieces to the puzzle, you want to extend and keep as a stealer? T.J. Watt's a special player. Um, he's emerged as one of the best defensive players and one of the best players in the league. Um, whether or not he got that recognition, and that's taken nothing away from Aaron Donald, who's a special player, a special Pittsburgher, um, and, and just a great human being. But TJ is as well, and we're so appreciative of what he's developed into, and ultimately we want TJ to, 
to have the type of career where it's, it's a career where he can maintain that great level of play and do it for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Steelers general manager Kevin Colbert with Missy Matthews. There are a lot of stuff to chew on uh, right from the top. He talked about his contract and you know how it's a little bit of a fluid situation. They're going to go year by year. It's up in May. Uh, he'll definitely be picking the Steelers draft class, and it sounded like that he'll be making all of the big free agency signings and re-signings from players that are currently on the roster that are unrestricted free agents. He mentioned there are 19 of those. So uh, as far as him coming back, after the draft and the free agency period, I don't think that that's any question. He's going to sign another deal. I think he's still going to be the Steelers GM once the draft is done and they'll redo that in May. But after that, he got to the big topic and that's Ben Roethlisberger. And again, you heard that language there, guys. It's like I was saying before we listened to him is it just seems a little bit gray area and not like he's very sure himself what's going to play out when it comes to Ben. Yeah, and I don't know. I don't think he said this necessarily in that with with Missy there, but he mentioned in the talk with the media more specifically, and he might have used different language, but he was mentioning like what Ben can expect from this team, what this team will look like. And to me, I don't think that's something that Kevin Colbert and the Steelers and company should be worried about. Is what Ben should expect this team to look like? You know, I've said this all along on the show that. Yes, it'd be great if you have Ben coming back and you know that you have a Hall of Fame guy coming back to play quarterback for you. But at the end of the day, you can't worry about what he wants because he's only going to be here for one more year. He's not going to be back for another year. This is his last go around and hell, it might not be his last go around. Like we might have already seen it. So, you know, you can't operate under the fact of, well, what's Ben going to want? What, what is what is this going to look like? You have to operate under what is best for you, what is best for the Pittsburgh Steelers. And you're right, Tom, there's a lot of kind of gray area there. And the way that he talked and talking about free agency and things like that, um, it's going to be an interesting situation because, um, you know, if Ben were to retire now, they would have a little bit more cap space to maybe go out and get a free agent or something that they might need. Um, But that isn't going to happen if Ben comes back. So it's kind of wishy-washy. And again, you know, I just wonder how this is going to work, especially because, when you look at things, Ben's only going to be here for one more year. So, again, I hate using the word rebuild, and I know that no Steeler fan wants to hear that word, but you have to kind of operate like that. That has to be the the mode you go from basically here on out because you don't have a franchise guy at quarterback much longer. It's going to be one year, and it might already be done. It might already be done, and it doesn't seem like listening to that and listening to the – the conference that Colbert had with the media, as you said, Kellen, I'm not sure what the words were verbatim, but it didn't seem like he really strayed away from the middle. You know, he, he didn't say, oh, we're, we're for certain he's coming back or we're for certain he's not coming back. But he didn't really give us much answer or much clarity to the situation, which is, you know, if you want to call it gray area, as Tom did, or wishy-washy like Kellen, I mean, they're all appropriate terms because we didn't really get any answers. And it's a it's it's frustrating because this is the guy who's been the franchise for the better part of the last two decades, and he's got one more year left. And the fact that all this I don't want to I don't want to say it's drama, but all this attention surrounding this one final year on his contract really is frustrating to to fans and I'm sure players and I'm sure even Kevin Colbert and Mike Tomlin. 
An interesting follow-up question that Missy asked when he was done talking about Ben Roethlisberger, it wasn't what could the expectation be for this team if Ben returns. It was, is there someone on this roster that could replace Ben Roethlisberger? And I thought it was interesting the guy that Colbert really expanded on, and it was Dwayne Haskins, more than Mason Rudolph uh, or Josh Dobbs, the other two that are currently sitting on the Steelers roster. So He seemed excited to he be able seems to give really, Dwayne Haskins a shot here. It, it does really. It screamed to me like he seems really excited about Dwayne Haskins and the potential that he has. And look, he said it in that interview. They had a really high grade on Haskins, and unfortunately he got picked higher than we could have made the pick, which makes me wonder if he would have been sitting there when the Steelers were picked if they would have had a good long thought process about it. They clearly are very high on this guy, and I just think – it was interesting that instead of going about it as, okay, what is this team's expectation with Ben Roethlisberger coming back for yet another season? Instead, it was, well, is there anybody really on this roster that you know you feel comfortable handing the reins over to once he might decide to move on? Yeah, yeah and I wonder um, how that's going to work. And you guys brought up the Dwayne Haskins thing, and that was something that really kind of stuck out to me. And as you guys said, it was more of an excitement factor that, that Haskins had or that, that Colbert had about Haskins. And I understand that. And I think we've had that conversation before that the Steelers don't normally get a guy like that. They don't normally get a first round talent, especially at the quarterback position. They don't get that sort of thing. So, um, you know, you kind of wonder, um, you know, is that any writing on the wall? And I don't think it is. There's a lot to be proven by Dwayne Haskins. And, um, you know, I, with that being said, I think there's a lot to be proved for uh, for Mason Rudolph. And I think that's a question, too, that some people are having, you know, if Ben retires, and this is all hypothetically speaking, um, but is Mason Rudolph that guy? And I think the Steelers are operating under the assumption or under the idea that, you know, Mason Rudolph isn't going to be a world beater by any stretch. You're not going to win a Super Bowl with him. But is he serviceable enough for a year or two, a couple years? I think so, um, until you find that next guy. Um, but then again, if Ben comes back, you're never going to know that because this is Rudolph's last year of his contract, and you, I guess you control Haskins for another year, so that's a positive. If you do think that you have something in Haskins, which he was a first-round talent. He didn't obviously pan out in, uh, in Washington, but... Um, you know, he has talent. There's no question about it. He wouldn't have been a first router if, if he didn't have any talent. It's important to remember, too, Washington didn't move on from him because of a lack of talent. They yeah. moved on to him from him from disciplinary reasons it. and that he broke COVID protocols to the extreme degree. Yeah, and I so think it's we, not like they were like, this guy stinks, yeah, he's right. done. They also have good options elsewhere at the quarterback. That's they true. Yeah, they had, Alex, they had Alex Smith, Henneke proof. Henneke isn't bad. They just... Yeah more advanced than Haskins is And right they now. just signed him, too, Henneke. So, I mean, that yeah. should give you an indication what they think of him. And let's be honest here. I think we've talked about this before, too. If the world isn't what it is right now, Haskins probably, probably isn't cut from on that the team. team. Yeah. Right. He's still yeah. on that team. Um, so it could work out in the Steelers' favor when you look at it that way. You know, he, yes, was it was stupid what he did, and it, obviously a, a big lapse in judgment – but at the end of the day, if the world isn't the way that it is right now, is he still a member of the Washington football team? Yeah, probably. probably. Yeah, it's interesting, Tom, how you brought up the draft because the year that Dwayne Haskins was drafted was the year that the Steelers traded up for Devin Bush. Mm. So would you guys have thought, if, if, if Colbert was telling the truth there and he was really high on Haskins as much as he said he was, would you have seen another trade coming or would you have thought that maybe it was a possibility that the Steelers don't trade up for Devin Bush? Maybe they trade up for Dwayne Haskins. I don't think that would have happened. I don't see that happening. As Kellen said, you know, the Steelers are 
always floating around the the 20s area in the draft because they're a playoff team almost year in year in and year out and you don't see them be able to go up and get a top 5 pick and get a guy like Justin Fields or Trevor Lawrence or whoever's going to be up there in those top high picks and uh, Dwayne Haskins was taken at number 15 so even so the Steelers original pick he wasn't going to be there and it's interesting to me that Tom brought up the draft because I don't think they would have done it but you never know with Colbert I mean I didn't see the draft the the trade and the draft coming for Devin Bush but it happened and obviously it's paid out well and as Kellen said you know if COVID-19 had never happened Dwayne Haskins is probably still on the Washington football team but maybe it's just a a a case of good fortune for the Steelers that he ended up on this team. There's a lot of what ifs here. Another thing that Colbert said towards the end of the interview, uh, it was clear how much he liked the 2020 team. Uh, like he said, he had, in his opinion, more players ascending than descending towards the end of the season. Uh, said that they did a lot of really good things at the beginning of the season. Things kind of obviously went south towards the end of the season. But you got the vibe there that he definitely – wants to run it back as much as he possibly can. Uh, some of the guys that Missy threw at him, Juju, Bud Dupree, uh, unfortunately aren't going to be there. And in his rounds with the media, uh, outside of this one-on-one interview, he said, you know, we love a Bud. This is a guy that we would love to have in Pittsburgh. He and TJ Watt have become one of the best tandems in, in the league, and he's a guy we'd want to have to be a Pittsburgh Steeler for as long as possible. But then he also added to the end, you know, there's a lot of circumstances financially that might – caused that to be a very difficult thing to have. So Juju, Bud Dupree, those guys are gone, but it really get the sense from Colbert that as much as he possibly can and the cap allows him to, he'll try to run back 2020 uh, in 2021. Yeah, and something that he he said too was that um, that he wasn't exactly even ever comfortable when they were 11-0 because he knew that at the end of the road, however the postseason shaped out, that was how they were going to be judged. And unfortunately... When you eh, collapse, I mean that's probably the best word for word, it. Yeah. Um, when you are eleven and zero, and then you finish twelve and five, and you lose to the Cleveland Browns, that's how you're going to be judged. And I think that's something that you know he understands. And I agree with a lot of what he said that there are more guys trending upward than down. But at the end of the day, you ended the season kind of in free fall um, and running twenty twenty back. When you look at it through that lens, eh, it doesn't exactly sound that attractive to me. That's going to do it for this episode of the Steelers Standard. Thank you, as always, for listening to us on Steelers Nation Radio and for checking out the podcast at Steelers.com. On our next episode, there was a trade today in the NFL world that rocked the NFL world to its core. A quarterback is on the move. We will discuss that. We'll talk about if there's going to be even more quarterbacks on the move in the near future and some other NFL headlines that we will kick around. That's all on the next episode of Steelers Standard. For Kellen Gursky and Jacob Recht, I'm Tom Opferman. Thank you, as always, for listening.